Hey, everybody, Peter Dugan here, and welcome to this week's short form From the Top podcast. Today, we bring you the music of the Arhu by way of 17-year-old Arhu player Muhan Zhang. This Boston-based musician brought From the Top his deep historical perspective on this expressive Chinese instrument. My name is Muhan Zhang. I'm age 17. I come from Boston, Massachusetts, and I play the Arhu. One really good way for those who have never heard about the Arhu to think about it is to think of it as a vertical violin. But in order to truly understand the Arhu, we can start by dissecting its name and what it means. So um, R in Chinese means two, and Hu comes from the Hu people. So um, there's lots of popular theories for why the Arhu has two in it. Um, most obvious theory is that it has two strings. Um, and who represents the people that it came from. You see, the Arhu actually came from Central Asia and then was brought over to China. And um, so in order to explain, and also, you know, just because th these kind of stories are better than what probably really was the first origin of the Arhu, um, legend has it that the first Arhu was made from the carcass of a horse. Um, and it's implied that that's the reason why the sound of the Arhu is so warm. And also um, one of the most famous sounds that an Arhu can make when done very well, is a whinnying that's very similar to a horse's whinnying. <laughs> Unlike its cousin, the violin, the arhu did not start off its career as an instrument in an orchestra. It actually started off um, as a pit instrument, as an accompaniment instrument for Chinese opera. But in the 20th century, Chinese musicians started gathering together and thinking, we should organize a Chinese orchestra. And so the Arhu was chosen to fulfill the role of the violin inside of the orchestra, and all of his cousins were chosen to fulfill the role of violas and cellos and basses. So one of the defining differences between Arhu music um, and Western classical music is the way that the pieces are titled. So rather than giving titles such as uh, Sonata Number no. 4 or Symphony Number no. 9, Arhu music titles are given so that you can almost know what, you're, what, what the emotion, what picture, what experience you're supposed to be getting before you even listen to the piece. So one piece that I've played before in a Chinese orchestra was called Donghai Yugo, which is a fishing song of the Eastern Seas. In the middle, there's this section where, you know, the ocean starts fighting back and the fishermen really have to hold on to their mast. They have to push back. They have to make sure that they can, they can survive the storm and then make it back to their family. Certain themes that reemerge in Chinese music really give you a notion of what Chinese people really prefer in their character. So um, self-sacrifice, enduring bitterness, um, hardship, and um, to an extent, even hard work and perseverance is valued more than natural talent. The Arhu has actually been adjusting pretty well to its new settings, um, both in this new time period and also for me, I can see that it's doing really well in the Amer American music experience, such as jazz and hip hop and really things that are more mainstream and popular. If any of you know Regina Spector, there's an Arhu intro in a piece that she has. Um, if you know Cirque du Soleil in their aquatic show O, um, there's an Arhu featured. And um, there's even bands that are created nowadays just to emphasize the unique sound that Chinese classical Chinese instruments have. So um, one of my favorite is 12 Girls Band. They're a Taiwanese group 
And so the song that you're listening to right now is actually Clocks by Coldplay, covered by the 12 Girls Band. For me, the Arhu, um, its journey is very similar to, to my own personal journey, namely um, being a first-generation immigrant um, here in the States. But it's also really helpful for me because it's another way that I can connect with my peers. Um, you know, the music is really just such a great bond and jam sessions are often the way that I find my friends. Well, now we're going to hear the Arhu solo in the hands of our narrator, 17-year-old Muhan Zhang. Here he is introducing the works. So the two pieces that will be playing today are Lan Hua Hua and Saima. Uh, Lan Hua Hua translates in English to Lady Lan Hua Hua, and Lan Hua Hua is the name of the female protagonist. Um, the story is, long story short, about a woman's tragic story in being unable to choose her marriage that ultimately ends in suicide. And Saima translates to racing horses. And um, it's, it's much better to hear, hopefully. <laughs> but um, the image that I invoke when I'm about to play the pieces, think of one of those great American planes and then bison just charging.
That was Arhu player Muhan Zhang performing the Shanbai folk song Lady Laun Hua Hua, followed by Sai Ma or Horse Race by Huang Huai Huai. I'm pianist Peter Dugan. Thanks for listening to this week's short form episode. Let us know what you think at fromthetop.org.